A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the waxing crescent of this podcast. Are you are you a waxing crescent? Mm-hmm. Oh, cute. Wait, now I want to know like Julia, what's what's your what's your moon what's your moon phase, baby? I'm technically I thought I was waxing crescent, but I'm technically new moon. Oh, Ooh. I love it. Because of the, I, when I was like calculating in my head before I realized there was like official, an official number of degrees mm-hmm. in between, I've, I'm just on the edge of waxing crescent and new moon. So I don't know. I don't know if we have like a, a, a an orb of influence with moon phases the same way. I don't think you do. So I think I think it's probably new moon. Wait, well, if you're a waxing crescent and new moon, got it. You're going the other way. I'm thinking. The waning waxing, right? Am I right, folks? It's always a tale as old as time of like, wait, oh, I meant the other one. It's, I'll like You're say, waning. I'm waning, I'm technically balsamic. Yeah, same Ooh. thing. Which I mean, 
excited. Who doesn't want to be balsamic? I'm like almost a new moon phase, but technically the dark. I'm technically a dark moon, Mm -hmm. aka balsamic vinaigrette, which which was even what made me think of talking about moon phases or like kind of came up because when I was when I was learning about it in school, we were talking about moon phases and then this term balsamic (laughs) got brought up and I was like, what the fuck is everybody talking about? And (laughs) I mean, I've always, obviously we know about moon phases, but thinking of like the impact of what moon phase you're in, I don't know. That's like, that term is like what kind of like had it been stuck in my head since learning about it more or thinking about it more. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. That's where like it even just spawned this like interest because it's like, oh yeah, like the moon, she does change quite a bit. And she do- like the moon's influence on everything is so like, what are you doing up there? Oh, great cheese ball in the sky. I love you so. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm balsamic dressing. Speaking of dressing. Dressings, phases, new new offering new offerings spicy chicken nuggets <laughs> from mcdonald's um what we were texting we were going to talk about it on a previous episode and then after we finished recording we're like fuck we didn't talk about spicy mcnuggets and we're like we gotta we will return it can't be not discussed also are the spicy mcnuggets part of the travis scott deal or are they a separate no. offering <laughs> Separate offering. The Travis Scott is just a quarter pounder with bacon and barbecue sauce, I think. Like, it's a I special. full on meal pass on that. Special limited edition meal slash collaboration with Travis Scott. Um, separate from the spicy chicken nuggets. Got it. Which have not had the Travis Scott, but have had the spicy chicken nuggets. And... Boy, oh boy, did they deliver. Um, a, cl- a spicy take on a McDonald's classic. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> and um, I mean, so good. They were so good. They're good. The, I, I really have a problem with bacon on burgers. I don't know why. Mm, I'm not a I, huge fan. I, I, especially fast food bacon, I'll full on pass. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan either. I went through a phase as a kid of getting the Carl's Jr. like Western. Baconator or whatever. <laughs> no, the, the Junior Western one okay. because it was the one with the barbecue and the onion rings. Okay, mm. I love it. I love a barbecue. I love apple pan. Um, oh. But... But I do agree that in general, I'm I bacon is not my go-to on the burger, and I do agree that the fast food bacon is not like not if you're gonna at. do it. I want like a good. I like like a breakfast thing sometimes with the egg and bacon, but but that's got to be a good place. I'm I'm really I just if I'm gonna have bacon, I just want to be LTA. Fuck it's yes for me. Fuck yes. Yeah. I've been deep on yeah. BLTs this last week. And I, I'm under the, my thoughts on like breakfast food items is I feel like they usually just taste better at home. Like I'm, I'm going to fuck with my eggs, my bacon, my little toast, my little jams. I love a thin pancake. And you know, when you're going out to eat most places, you're getting the thick flapjacks unless you're going to maybe like a Swedish pancake or a creperie. So yeah, bacon also not a huge fan of barbecue sauce on a burger either. But also want to shout out that Travis Scott is a Taurus on Aries moon. So we are, I love that my fellow brethren is collabing with McDonald's as a choice. Like of all, McDonald's could probably get any celebrity that they wanted to. And I love that Travis Scott 
probably like one of the biggest rappers of right now was like, fuck any judgment of collabing with McDonald's. I'm all here for this. Like I'm going all well, in, enjoy the, my food. It, it is a very interesting, I haven't thought about all of the implications necessarily or like <laughs> what it means, but it is an interesting collaboration and he is doing a lot of things like interesting merch wise and these kind of collaborations and i do think it's it it will be interesting to meditate on not meditate literally but to to think about like oh well what does that mean uh for as like marketing and celebrity in a larger context mm-hmm. um oh no he'll he'll be in my third star, eye tonight when i'm meditating thinking about the mcdonald's collaboration <laughs> the with McDonald's travis scott well you're gonna have to come up with the, the whatever is the new spicy nuggets because the spicy yes. nuggets are I really mean, good they're a dream okay they're a dream did you get the sauces and if so what okay. sauces how, what's your order here's the here's the thing with the sauces i the first time I ordered the hot sauce, they gave me salsa. Mm-hmm. And that I say, to that I say, that's disgusting. Which was yeah, the picante. Do not eat it. It's the picante. Fuck, fuck Which the, the sauce, the salsa could be fine on something else, I'm sure. The but sauce it is does breakfast not, burrito. It does not go with the spicy nuggets. No. No. And then I did get the sauce the next time and I did like it. But I think I preferred like a honey mustard barbecue. Mm. Yeah, I had it with the sweet and sour, and that to me was like the the real way to make that real spicy. Either plain or sweet and sour, I thought was perfect because they are truly uh, like they're a good plain. spice. They're, they're a good great spice, spice level, and um, I did try the buffalo sauce. Which I didn't like particularly with the spicy necessarily because it was like too much of the same kind of flavor. But I will say the buffalo sauce, surprisingly good and very good with the regular nuggets too. And I'm not a huge buffalo person, but this, I was impressed that this was like, it's kind of like a creamy buffalo. Would definitely recommend (laughs) on your regular nuggets if Ah. that's your Well, it was the spicy nuggets for, it was really interesting to be called to them because the regular chick- chicken McNuggets were my nugget of choice growing up, but then I kind of fell off of those. And then it's just not what I'm going to usually get if I'm getting an impromptu McDonald's hangover meal, right? Like usually I'm going to go with like, just, I'm just going to slaughter the dollar menu and just get like all the burgers. Love the spicy McChicken, which this feels definitely influenced by in terms of the McNugget space. And the breading <laughs> was really good. And also... Did Wendy's get rid of their spicy McNuggets? Because I think there was like Not a... to my knowledge. No. Maybe they did for like a hot minute. They must have brought them back. They, they brought them back. They yeah. brought yeah. them back. They did. They Cause, did. Because I was going to say, I think maybe I still thought, and there's probably other consumers that think that the spicy McNuggets are gone from Wendy's. So this is like a really big, if you see it, you're going to get it because it reminds you of Wendy's. And they're very similar, if not maybe a little better than Wendy's. And I did... The I usually like the sweet and sour for regular nuggetry, but the barbecue, the straight up sweet and sour or the sweet barbecue honey barbecue sauce was perfect for the spicy nugs. And I usually will mm-hmm. do just sweet and sour on the regular nugs. Sans barbecue sauce. The barbecue sauce was great for the spicy. I thought so too. A little sweet, a little mm-hmm. tangy, mm-hmm. a little spice, and great on their yeah, own. What you want. Great on their own too. You didn't need a dip. I do still like the Wendy's ones, but I wonder now: Is Chick Fil A doing this? Is everyone doing this? Is this the whole thing? Now? Okay, hot chicken sandwiches are trending right now. I well, for sure. I mean, that's but that is like 
there's like a fucking hot chicken place on every corner. We have them at work. It's like, dude, you got you can get a Nashville hot no matter where you are. Yeah, they're yeah. in LA. Those are really like at least definitely in the LA space. I'm curious. Please sound oh. off if hot chicken sandwiches are trending in your neighborhood. But they're really how many hot chicken places are in here in your per capita? Because these <laughs> Dave's true, Dave's hot chicken those... are like infiltrating the whole Everywhere. scene right now. But they have like not on bread because that's the thing i always feel a little guilty eating something breaded on bread so i like getting just a nugget or a tender or something I'll, if yeah. i'm gonna get so like i'm wondering if that trend is catching on because i know the hot chicken sandwiches but dave's has like a uh, just tender meal or whatever mm-hmm. see this is why i love because I, so, I love a spicy tender spicy nugget because i agree with that where it's like it's not necessarily i don't mind if and i'll do it i'll eat a yeah. sandwich once in a while but it's like i don't i don't feel good about it when i'm like yeah give me more bread more, yeah more. it does feel a, cer- a certain level of decadent well i like the open face usually what i'll do from local chain Angry Chicks, formerly Angry Birds, before oh, sued. I love Angry Chicks. Before being sued by Angry Birds for straight up just copyright. I mean, they just put the Angry Birds on all over the <laughs> they place. They had the same logo, yeah. Literally the same logo. <laughs> Literally the chickens doing the dab motion on their artwork inside the place. It's awesome. Which is still in there if you go in. So they great. just I know. It I, was like, I feel like they're still, they still have it, Local right? chain. Um, just meaning there's one location. Um. But I like I'll do their combo because it's usually like a two meal situation where I'll get one that's a slider, but this ain't hanging a slider. This is a full blown yeah. sandwich, and then one on the like very almost I'd say southern, almost a Texas style. I would think of just on a white piece of Wonder Bread, like one thing on a small piece of Wonder Bread, which I enjoy because Wonder Bread's like air to me. Like I know it's not you know calorically and you know starch wise, but it feels very light to eat, and it's just. It's just a vessel for the ch- for the chicken to go in. Just the the container. It's a container. It's to get your hands I, not I too do. nasty. Yeah, I love the Angry Birds sauce. Whatever that is, I'd have on a spicy nugget for sure. And the pickles. Oh, pickles. And okay, pickles. while this is very complicated, Chick Fil A, and it was briefly mentioned earlier. I try to not, you know, patron them because of their like political standings, but also like fuck every single fucking corporation and chain is secretly evil so it's like i don't know it can feel like selective act food boycotting activism long story to the short the chick-fil-a sauce i would love i would love that just in a bottle in my fridge i'm sure they do that it's so good it's perfect on a chicken sandwich it is like a sweet mustard thousand island scenario it's just so fucking good Ooh, yeah and i just did in and out's uh protein style for the first time because i was oh, like yeah. so good it's so good the chopped chilies yes. it's really good and i was like there's it's no the way best. a lettuce wrap is gonna do it for me no and it did because i wanted the so i wanted good. the greasy cheesy meat in a vessel the protein yeah and Lisa that's what told i got me turn turn me on to the chopped chilies edition to the, the burger chilies. and it really is a game changer protein um, style chopped chilies well done it's so you even need fries breaking news taco bell alert so a, and a kind listener after our potato massacre, inter- it let me know that if you order on the app in Taco Bell, you can still get quesaritos. Just a heads up. Okay, alert. that's fair. It might mm-hmm. not be on your local menu, but if you're going to order ahead for pickup or delivery and the quesarito is on the option to order on the app, you will still get access to the quesarito. So that's just fair. want to let people know. That's a big deal because all my... 
as we talked about before, all my menu items were wiped away in the blink of an eye, like a massive storm coming in. And, you know, you just, <laughs> you don't have much time to prepare. Or they can only grab, you know, pictures and like laptops, important things and yeah. just like that gone. But quesaritos are somewhat accessible still. And the black bean quesarito. That's good news. That's very good. Good. In these dark cool. times, it's very, it's very, it's very good news. Also, do you, McDonald's fries, obviously the best fries in the universe. I think I don't even dip those fuckers. I go in straight raw a la carte, no ketchup, That's no dip. Scott. Yeah. Scott does that with all fries and it freaks me out. Um, mm. I personally will say, have you been to Burgers Never Say Die? No. No. Because you're just not going to want to go back to those McDonald's fries after that. Whoa. It's really, they do. Um, and now I'm like blowing up this, <laughs> but it's like a local independent business. They do the food from McDonald's, but with quality ingredients mm. and they do like, it's like, there's three menu items, you know, burger, mm. fries, mm-hmm. like ice cream or whatever. I, the fries are the same, but they're like in a little bit sure beef ramped up. or something mm-hmm. where you're like, this is too good. And those are like. You'll just be you'll just be craving. I mean, you'll just be craving. Whoa. Okay, I'm sure I've talked about again local chain. Sorry for everyone, but if anyone wants to franchise with me on this, because I've thought about it before. But Top Round, I think we we must have discussed Top Round, which is fancy Arby's. They just do like all the Arby stuff in a way more. Mm-hmm. It's just like not going to give you probably the shits in the same style, but it's like that nice cut roast beef and like that easy cheese cheddar spread. But you can tell like. It's just not as artificial as maybe what you get in an Arby's. And Top Round is so fucking good. Ooh, it's been a minute since I've had it. I'm so hungry. I yeah. am too. I think we're all hungry. Yeah. I just swam a mile and I am on these Chinese herbs. And oh, hell yeah. I really feel, you know, I was really feeling light after I got out of the pool and I was walking out and it was kind of, there's a swim team and there's a bunch of things happening. This was kind of a transitional time and I happened to sneak by and my guy was at the door who you know he bought me my swim the last time so I felt like I had to say hi and then I was walking out and I, I was just straight up in my towel like not I I, I didn't like change yeah. or I, I ran my head under the shower and sprayed some stuff in my hair and just toweled up and masked up and head out and I'm walking out and this guy like <laughs> he's riding a bike but like it's kind of on a sidewalk in a park and then there's like a huge fence around some kind of electrical, you know, phone line or some kind of electrical thing. And I hear like a crash and he, he crashed his bike into the, the gate there, like the chain link fence. He wasn't wearing a mask. And I looked over and he was like, you did that with the force. He's like, you made me crash my bike. Whoa. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> and I, I just like, I mean, I had my mask on, so he couldn't see me kind of mouthing like what. I just kept walking to my car. But he was like, you, you right there. He's like, you made me fall. Whoa. I, like your brain? But I was feeling very like lightheaded and just like, wee, I'm like done with my workout. And that is- wasn't really paying attention. I don't know if I tripped him with the force. Whoa. Maybe you did. You're not aware of your force field. How did he know it was me? But the force you would—I feel like the force is directed, though. Right? Usually. I feel like I'd have to be using, like, trying to do it. 
Was there anybody else around that could have... Uh, I'm telling you, it was just such a transitional time that everyone else was kind okay. of in their own, like, trying to figure out how to get in and whatever. So no one really... But it was at me, for sure. Like, because he's like, you just looked at me. I'm like, I did. You crashed into a thing. Of course I looked at you. <laughs> you crashed into a fence. I wanted to make sure you were okay. Wow. This sounds like someone... Um, yeah, definitely not... He was, like, laughing. He wasn't, like, mad. Oh, funny. He's got to be tripping on something. Yeah, he a little microdose mushrooms or something. Yeah. Or, like, coming home from the night before that, like... That's the vibe I got. Riding that high. Riding the forest. Riding your... Yeah, riding that bike to, like, pick up your car or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) To find the car. Oh, I... I would like to see you test this force out and see, you know, maybe... If I can trip other people on bicycle? That's not what I want to use a force for. Hey, I didn't say what to test it out on. I didn't say on other bicyclists. Cyclists. I'm just saying, test C. C. Right. You know, I don't know. That's the thing. It's so funny because we're talking... So we're, we're talking about moon phases today. I feel like this is a good transition. And something... I talked about this kind of in my reading with Sherry... Um, but there's, there is a thing, I think, um, I have a lot of like, I'll call them self-limiting beliefs about kind of like manifesting or doing ritual work, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing, because there's a thing that I feel like my like magic, so to speak, kind of doesn't work when I'm observing it or doing it on purpose. Or like, if I'm making a, there's something about these things coming out of my head or speaking them into existence or something that I feel like makes them not work. And I'm trying to work on that. Um, But I think that there's this idea of like the external using external markers as like reasons to do things feels sometimes at odds with my own internal cycles. Mm. But I like, I like the moon phase around this because I think there's a lot of different ways to kind of interpret these things and I think that it might help clarify some of the the things of maybe for me why I feel like doing a new moon ritual sometimes feels really powerful for me and I feel really motivated to do it and other times I'm like this isn't my new moon well do you know what I mean you know what the energy worker that I used to work with would always say to stuff like that. And you can use this daily for rituals, for anything. When you get that feeling or when you have that going on, it's time for you to use that energy for someone else. If you're second guessing yourself, because she always would say like the work for someone else comes so much easier than the work for yourself. So if you're like, I, you know, I know this thing is about money or whatever, but for some reason, I just have a block there right now. I'm going to give it to Steve today. I want Steve to get all the money. And like, we're, we're able to do that in communication and, and so many other parts of our lives. We're able to be open-hearted, generous, kind, and allow, you know, we allow people to, sometimes we're a doormat to that extent, mm-hmm. you know, we allow people to take advantage of that and, and don't, do not go in that direction. <laughs> Of course. But opening up those times where you don't feel like you can, uh, you're not invested in getting it for yourself, just opening it up to someone else. And yeah, it can be someone in your household that ultimately benefits you. It can be your mom, your dad, your your dog, your, it doesn't really matter. And and I think, you know, in yoga, they do that too. Have a, 
have a person that you dedicate this practice to. And I think in yoga, a lot of the time, we forget to dedicate them to ourselves. Whoa. That's but, really though, because that I do like that in terms of it being like the commitment to continuing the practice, even if it's not just for yourself. Cause I think that really resonates with me and I haven't thought about it in those terms, but it is like, I know this is something that I should make um, a practice for myself, especially if I'm teaching this and, and preaching this to people and, and not to say that not, not like in an imposter syndrome kind of way, but I do feel this part of me that's like, oh, I want to find a way to honor these things. But I think it does feel like I don't have something for myself every every time. So I like yeah. that idea of it keeping and and of that being like, that's not the only reason that we use these quote unquote powers or intentions for. Sometimes we should use them for other people, for the world, for this thing and remembering that it is bigger than just um, you know, that manifesting like, oh, I want to get what I want. Well, I like the idea of you saying it for the world because since you mentioned Sherry, who we've all gotten reading from, Sherry Zollinger, she'll be on this pod soon. Well, we'll get her on because we, I think we all were very moved by her, but she touched on some Capricorn, just thinking of your moon in particular, like in the sign. Um, and then I think, you know, the moon phase also adds color and some bonus content because yeah, the moon's changing all the time. And you know, it's not weird to meet people that share your moon sign, you know, and like share this and, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's in flux a lot. And I think, um, we were talking about Capricorn energy and, uh, I just loved her perspective on, and it's influenced a lot how I've thought about Capricorn lately is, you know, it's still the earth and it's still like working with the, the grounding resources around us. So like, I like what Lisa said about for other people, but even like turning it back to the, like the earth like mother like mother Gaia like the straight up like the dirt beneath us could be something to like I don't know also maybe include in and when you're bringing up like other people and forgiving that energy if you if it's hard to do it for yourself in the moment because yeah the new moon is a dark it's not as clear a lot of the times it's like we should be making something new but what is it because it's it's dark I can't see I think and forgive me I don't mean to say like um there is something impractical to me sometimes about like the idea of manifesting because it does seem like a bit if if the real world conditions and again I know I'm I'm parsing through this and I don't want to get too bogged down in the like the limiting ideas of it or whatever but there is something where I'm like well I don't I don't know what I want to manifest right now because this is the real world circumstances that I'm in and I I like to work with those things too and not pull these things out of the air that I'm just because I think that's something that I do in these things is that I like pick this big I'm an I'm a new moon person which is like it has to be the biggest new idea that's never been done before I have to come up with this thing instead of thinking in terms of like oh what's something what's something new for this thing what's uh, like taking it in those smaller chunks is harder for me so I do think that doing it for other people that's easier to to take it in a smaller chunk which is just like oh i'm gonna wish i'm gonna i'm gonna wish like uh big tips for lisa this week at work or whatever that's my thing you know what i mean like everyone can do that one everyone do that one (laughs) but that's that's like an easy and specific and one where you could also because i do like the idea i think for me manifesting has been hard because you can't 
experiment it with it the same way that you can experiment with other things like or it feels harder to be like well I wished for this thing I know I keep ex- in interchanging the word wish but I think that's how I've thought about it in a lot of times where it's like well I've put this list down and all of those things didn't come true so obviously I can't do that well I think that's part of the issue I think is that when we do it for ourselves we are concerned with a result yeah which is a way that we see the thing coming to us instead of the way that the thing gets brought to us. Sure. So I think, you know, uh, you could say, uh, I want to manifest like a big spiritual, uh, awakening or whatever. And it's like, well, in your mind, you're like, one day I'm going to wake up and the sun's going to be shining in one direction and I'm going to see a, a twinkling light. And that, and it's like, but that's not no. the way a spiritual awakening <laughs> comes to most people. So like, no, it's, it's hard to measure. And I think <laughs> yeah. that's very cat moon where it's like, I don't know, how do you measure a spiritual awakening? We don't. What you do is you say, oh man, I really hope that uh, my friend gets big tips this weekend. And then you randomly get a text that's like, man, I have so much money. I'd like to take you out to dinner. And, and it's like, and you're like, I think I did that. You know what yeah. I mean? Instead of like, I know I proved that I manifested this in this way. And that, but like, no one yeah. likes to see that I'm always no. right kind of stuff. Well, but also like, I think of like, this is where I disagree with like, you can't experiment with it. Cause I think it's interesting now that I have, I've been new moon journal and now I'm trying to full moon do stuff more. Cause I like, can't just manifest again. Also learning balsamic moon that is about literally letting like letting go and uh you know making space which is a new new thing for me but with new moon manifestation or any type of manifestation it can be like oh I want to see this and add on or I can maintain like I am healthy I am safe I am free like I am I'm having delicious orgasms like I'm you know like it can be stuff that we already have and just making sure in some ways that it's um we're like aware of what we already have going for us in some ways I don't think it always has to be adding on new sometimes it can just be like strengthening what we already have and then too like a lot of this like my lists for (laughs) like new moon have gotten shorter and shorter and more concise as I've just done it more because I think before it'd be like I want all this stuff like I want all these things to come true and I like this is what I'm reaching for and then you kind of realize what's comes up and what's important in the moment versus what might come up later again and then there's sometimes I look back on what I did and go like do I want any of this old stuff and then there's sometimes I'm like don't even look back at the old things because you want to just keep moving forward so I get like I think manifesting gets this idea that it's going to change right away or you're going to get something that we didn't out of nowhere but it's all in real life practice too like you're not, you're not going to probably get 50 grand out of the sky if we're not working a little bit towards that 50 grand right like it's just give me some mojo towards the shit I'm trying to get and then you know not to say it's always gonna work but like I don't know dude I like maybe it's my mercury conjunct Jupiter I'm all like I'm a real nasty little sucker for the positive mental attitude and like if we say it I think there is something that hears our words I don't know what the fuck that is I don't think it's quantifiable. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hard part. Yeah. I think there's also, I guess to me too, there's something to me where it's like the, I don't want to say I don't trust myself, but I think it's like the thing where if to me following 
if I follow the work or the something else, that's the thing that kind of opens up this other thing. But if I try to quantify like what it is that I want, if I try to write down what my goals are, Mm. then, then I'm writing from the wrong place. But if I'm allowing for things to kind of like unfold and take the messages that are being given, like listening to the signs or those, like it feels that to me feels more the way that I co-create instead of like, well, I don't know. I don't always know what I want Mm -hmm. or what, what I actually like. Well, this is a closure that I use that I'm pretty sure. I think I like somehow probably copped it from Gabby Herstick or I don't know. We were probably talking about something with manifesting or what have you, but I have this closure that's like, you know, thank you manifestations like for coming true um, in my highest good and for the highest good. So that means too, if it's not in your highest good and if it's not for the highest good of it overall, it might not be your time to get some of those things because it's, it's just not, we don't know like a lot of the things we want. And also as we keep, checking in with ourselves of where, where we're trying to go. I think those, those things, that noise can fall off and be clear. And I know for sure, Cat Moon definitely, it's probably, I think, harder to maybe say, like, I'm doing this because Cat wants proof that you're actually doing yeah. this. And, like, evidence of, like, completion. Like, to write, like, I am, in a, I am a world-class painter. I paint every day when you're not doing it yet. can feel like fraud. Like, I, like yeah. I'm not doing this. but the goal being that we do it right. Like that's, that's, um, I don't know. Like I I get it. Cause it's, I think I like, it's like breaking through the woo and being like, and with manifesting, obviously you can't not talk about like privilege and did I manifest it versus was this blah, blah, blah. But I love, I love love like thinking of words, holding power names, hold power. So many things like hold energy and like, I, I'm a I'm a pro I'm a pro Manny manifester, but I'm also working on being a pro letter go fester. <laughs> yes, well, I think di- again, I know I keep conflating or I keep saying the word wish and all of that stuff too, and I I do think that there is a conflation of those things, and I think that it's more important to talk about manifesting as like clarification and identifying of goals and desires and things that and and skills and um, emotional states of being that we want to cultivate mm-hmm. instead of saying this is my I want these things or whatever those things. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like you can't manifest well, being becoming six three. I mean, maybe you can get like yeah. shin lengthening surgery, but you know that's pretty that's pretty extreme. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I love to do, and um, when I swim, it's very easy to do. But in other forms of exercise, maybe not so much. But like, I sometimes I don't have a lot of time. I take a lot of breaks where I'm kicking on my back or doing something that's easier than you know going sprinting or whatever but still in motion and I always like make a deal with myself that when I go if I'm on my back if I'm looking up at the sky that I have to think of things of gratitude so like uh like it always just starts with like I'm so grateful that I get to be here today or whatever but sometimes those things come to you especially when you're in that state of exercise and things pop into your head where you're like what okay that's cool that I thought of that but it definitely wasn't like it was somewhere in my subconscious it definitely wasn't like on my mind um Mm -hmm. and I think that it can be a really nice setting for for you know the rest of my day or for the rest of 
and and I think that you know they do that in yoga too, trying to remind you of of what you're there for and and things that you're hoping to accomplish and stuff like that. But that's like an instructor telling you like take time in the middle of this practice to remember like what you dedicated this practice to or why you came today. And I think we can do that in so many places in our lives and we forget to because we don't get a ton of breaks in, in real life. And we forget that like those times are times to take a breath, be grateful, think about what's around you and not just say, well, I have to cram my lunch right now and get back to work or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think that training yourself to do that in whatever way, whether you do it through exercise or through, um, you know, I, example I always use in chart readings is like, you just tell yourself you love you when you're brushing your teeth because you know, you brush your teeth every day. So it'll remind you to do that. But in whatever way you can shoehorn that practice into your life of gratitude, of manifestation, of, you know, communication with a higher being or whatever your spiritual practice is, I think finding a way to kind of like insert it into those other parts of your life so that when you're home and you're like, I want to do a ritual, the thing feels more familiar. Mm. Well, I think it's also, I'm all of these things too, I think are the... Um, the distinction between like a thing that you're supposed to do or you have to do versus something that you are doing for like, I don't want to say for your own good, but also it's like, these are meant to be things that make you feel good, that make you, that bring you joy and expanded capacity for love and gratitude and, and an overall feeling of well-being. So I think it also is again, removing this thing of like, Oh, this is a, Because I think sometimes I get on myself where that like exactly what I'm saying, where I'm like, I'm missing this. I'm leaving money on the table or that sort of thing. Or like, this is a way to optimize a thing as opposed to, oh, no, this should be a thing that you that it doesn't that it can be based on moons, but also should just be a thing that's like a nice thing that you do for yourself that isn't based on an outcome or a or a specific result and not to say that you can't empower those things but I think they lead to each other where if you are just nice to yourself for no reason then you can also be like oh well I'm I'm a nice person who is who is nice to people and this sort of thing and here's a nice here's something that I else that I want or something like I not not like oh I deserve it but it is that thing of like uh I think it it isn't so much of a big uh like jump to where you're getting to that thing if you say I love you to yourself every day while you're brushing your teeth then it's not that big a deal to say like oh I would like more flowers in my life or whatever like Mm -hmm. that seems more on the same wavelength instead of going from like zero to a hundred well it's just a place we can be selfish like it like truly we are we're not encouraged to say what we want out in the reality of the world and say like even for me when I first started doing that regularly on the new moon I have a specific journal that's just for it and it's a beautiful, like, it's a pretty journal. It makes me excited to open it. Like, it has this beautiful um, Maple Thorpe cover of these two, like, sexy gay boys doing a slow dance with, like, tiaras on. And, like, it's just, like, makes me very happy to to see it. So I think that's, like, could also be, you know, like, having that ritual feel good. Like, feel like something that's exciting to do. Or it's like, oh, I get to bust out this little notebook thing. And then also, like, damn, when I first started like at the end of last year or whatever, writing down, I have a flexible work schedule that allows me to be creative and do the things I want to do. 
that shit was not happening like out in my real waking existence and then like things slowly start like things slowly start to creep in and it's weird to see which ones again we're not in charge of which ones stick and which ones come in and which ones are heard uh but we we gotta it's it's just like let's shoot our shot like let's try shooting our shot because like worst case scenario we're still where we're at (laughs) like or we're still like there's not like gonna be ramifications for like I know we keep saying wishing, but like, yeah, it's like, it is a wish. Like, it's a wish I hope fucking comes true. And, and that you are committing to work for by yes. doing the work of manifesting. Yeah. Yes. I think Not that's just, a huge yeah. part of it that people forget is that it by, by, you know, in whatever way you do ritual, asking that from a higher power or from a candle or from it, you also have to ask it from yourself. You have to yep. actually yeah. do some stuff. And not everything. Some of the stuff might come easy. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm sure there are some, I think there are some things that you can be like, oh, well, this is a wish that I'm putting in there because it's not something that you maybe have a ton of control over, but it's a nice thing that would be like, oh, that'd be cool if that happened. And then it's like, why the fuck not ask for it? And then there are these other things that you put into that list and also are on your regular to-do list and your regular, like, thing that you're taking everyday practical action towards i think it's just that combination of of all of them totally i love it let's talk about these moon phases because we already are kind of talking about them um we've i forgot that we brought this up to um to a certain degree when we talked about progress charts Mm. um because that was something that i was that i liked about this when we were talking about doing this as a topic um not only thinking about your natal moon phase but also the moon phase that you are in in your larger context of your or of your progressions which we'll we'll talk about but um i listened to a podcast episode and now the name of the podcast is 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 escaping me but it was the guest was stephen forrest who has a book about yes stephen forrest is like just has kind of come more into my sphere of like awareness lately and i'm like obsessed with this magical little man (laughs) he but he was talking about and he brought up which i was like oh this does make a lot of sense in terms of like the moon being a lot of everyone's kind of first access point to astrology because we see it the easiest and we also the first thing that we notice about the moon is its phase whether mm-hmm. you're aware of what those what the implications are of that or not but we observe it and we're aware of it and we and we see it easily all the time so the idea that it also isn't something that we pay that attention to is kind of funny because it it would seemingly be the easiest thing to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, it's always up there. I think um, this is like dumb bitch's guide to waiting waxing too, but I just also learned the like hand trick not long ago. Do you know like the left, right hand trick? Mm-hmm. Okay, well for like- No, explain yeah, it. Gotta, okay. You gotta explain. <laughs> okay, well it's the, so if you put your hands up, if you're looking at the moon, you know, cause waxing waning, I get like they're a letter apart and can sound, you know, feel really similar. And also for like us math science, like dumb bitches phobes, they're like, I don't know, let me Google it. Let me look it up. There's like a nice real life way to know. But if you hold your hands up and you see it getting, going to the right, like if it's in your right hand and it's going towards the right, then it's getting larger. So that's the cycle between the new moon and full moon. So the waxing, and if you hold up your left and it's going towards your left hand, 
then it's getting smaller and that's the cycle between the full new moon which is waning so right hand waxing if it's going towards your what do you call this your web that's getting bigger left hand waning if it's going towards your web that way then it's getting smaller waning waxing wax on wane on hand trick um Asher I love it. Dumb girls hack. Now you know. <laughs> now you know. Um, so, so there are eight phases of of the moon. We, as we've just talked about, we talk a lot about new and full moon. Those are very much in our lexicon and our awareness. But there are, are those steps in between. And um, everyone was born during a specific phase of the moon. And one of the things that uh, Stephen Forrest, among other people, talk about is the influence that this phase of the moon has kind of on your um, outlook on life, your emotional disposition, in addition to the sign that your your moon is in and also any aspects mitigating that too. There is kind of an overall um, outlook or inclination depending on your moon phase in these kind of things. And, and as I mentioned too before going into this too, you have your natal moon phase but then also um if you remember from our episode on progress charts you know your you have your way of looking at your kind of life cycles where your your moon changes signs uh progressed not your natal chart again that never changes but if we're looking at our like life cycle looking at how things move um depending on which uh system you are using it's about like a sign uh every oh god how long does how long does your progress moon it's like two and a half years so because it's 28 days to it sounds right (laughs) it's something like that that your moon will change signs so we go through we have a lot of we have more lunar returns than any other planet some planets move very slowly in a progressive so they never really change from the sign that we're in but our moon uh does change fairly often in comparison to those. And so it's interesting to also note what phase moon progression you are in, because that will also speak to kind of the energy of your life at that time, what you're feeling emotionally. And also if there are projects or things that we're working on, again, this is like a big picture thing. Um, We can kind of see, oh, we're in this sort of phase right now. So of course, even this idea, I'm thinking about what my progress moon phase is right now and of course this idea of kind of manifesting is feels slightly elusive to me um because i'm in a uh i'm in the just just starting a quarter moon phase or i'm about to go into a quarter moon uh, of waxing not not waning um but yeah do you want to go through the different that's it. Well, Julia, that's so interesting for you because there's that feels encouraging to yes. to do that, man. If if we're thinking of you know some of the breakdowns, and also for anyone that's like, what the fuck is my moon phase? Chani Nicholas's chart generator on her website includes it. So if you like, have, like not every you know, I mean, you can technically figure out because there's a certain amount of degrees that will be for the signs, like the amount of degrees it is is or isn't behind the sun. Um, so you can figure out like the old fashioned way, but if you want to do it the non-old fashioned way, Johnny Nicholas's chart, uh, generator can just tell you as well. When we were talking about this, doing this topic, I also liked that you, it's, I don't want to say it's easy to figure out, but it is also kind of easy to figure out the general because we know 
new moons happen when the sun and moon are in the same place Mm -hmm. and full moons happen when they're in opposite. So you also, depending on what sign you are based on your sun sign and where, what sign your moon is in, you can kind of figure out that phase based on that. So I think it is a fun way to like, I don't want to say test your astrological knowledge, but it does give you like a, another thing where it's like, Oh, you do have, whether you know it or not, you do have a frame of reference for how to figure these things out. And I think it also gives an interesting spin to um, thinking about, well, where is your sign in relationship to that new full moon cycle? And how would that paint it? Mm-hmm. How, how does that give you context to thinking about, oh, okay, well, if you're, if we're, if for you, Stevie, I'm a Taurus sun at Aries moon, we're getting, we're almost back to that full moon. What does that feel like? What kind of like, New moon. Speed. Did I say new or did I say full? Full. But it's it's a new. new. Yeah. But it's that like, oh, well, this moon is like moving pretty quick. It's excited to get back to this thing versus like, oh, well, the full moon, it's slower and all of that. So I think it's just if you're thinking about it in terms of like what you already know astrologically, we do have a lot of points of references for this kind of um, interpretation. Yeah. Well. I think that's valid, too, with talking about this being the first thing that you would see of the moon and not really thinking about it that deeply. But I think that's, like, a very common occurrence as far as, you know, basis of knowledge goes and stuff like that, where some things we just assume, you know, Mm -hmm. especially with people we're comfortable with and in places we're comfortable. And I think we've seen a lot of that changing now, obviously, because of everything that's going on, um, you know, coronavirus and everything, uh, where we're like, oh, yeah, some things aren't a given anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think that's actually a really good time to look at these things that maybe we take for granted of, oh, yeah, the moon does change every, like, really fast. Or, mm-hmm. and, yeah, when I, sometimes it looks really pretty as a crescent, and sometimes it looks far away, or sometimes it looks really full and really close to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it gives just so much more. I think if you're interested in, you know, obviously you're, if you're listening to this, you're probably interested in astrology, or, or maybe you're just here for spicy nugget talk. I don't know, but it gives context to, to if, for people who are interested in moon work. You know, obviously full new are like the big boys that we talk about a lot, but in terms of looking at natal charts, it just it it makes sense when we like talk to other people and you're say you're a cancer moon and you're a cancer moon, but you're different sun signs and that's going to affect the different moon phase too. And the different sorts of buildups and the different energy that the moon has. I mean, we can't deny the the force of the moon and that, you know, sometimes it feels real weepy and sometimes it feels real charged up and ready to go. And we're all going to be, we're all going to feel that sort of different energy. And I think it just helps in coloring that picture of, when you share moon signs with someone and you're like, well, I don't really emotionally even relate to what you're doing, but we are allegedly emotionally very connected. It's like, well, but like, I think this just gives like, again, fun bonus content to think about when we're looking at the moon. Totally. And, yes. and thinking of like the nodes too, you know, they're, they're uh, deeply dependent on the moon. So, I mean, just thinking of that on its own is already like, whoa like you Mm -hmm. could just have different north nodes same moon sign same house like you know Mm -hmm. or different aspects like that could also affect your there's just so much yeah 
So let's go through. Um, as we mentioned, you can, if you can figure it out, the kind of like guess, gener- like uh, inaccurate way that I'm talking about. But also there are specific degrees that we'll look at. And this is the, de- this is the distance between the moon and your sun sign. Um, so new moons, uh, this is uh, waxing from zero to 45 degrees. So these are people with their sun sign and their moon sign in the same sign or between zero and 45 degrees away from their sun sign. Um, as I feel like for, new for, moons, we, forward, if you are like going yes. towards going the to the next chart. sign in the progression of the Zodiac. So not, not behind. This is when we're going forward. Um, yes. Around uh, the wheel. Yeah, yes. From um, the sun's placement, right? Place, from the sun. From yes. the sign. Okay. Not from the, yeah. From the sun's okay. placement. So I'm a one degree. I'm a one degree Sagittarius and my moon is at 13 degrees of Capricorn. So I'm 43 degrees from my sun. And then from there we go, you know, the next for your progressed sign, you would look at from your natal, the distance from your natal sun to your natal, I mean, to your progressed Mm. moon. That's X amount. I'm right now at three degrees of Aries. So I'm at, what is that? a hundred and something whatever numbers um new moons as you know again and the you know the implications the the metaphorical meanings of each phase some of these you know you're already pretty familiar with because we talk about moon phases a lot so if you are a new moon person um then you are uh probably drawn to i like this moon phase as like a a a hidden kind of like magnet in your chart that like isn't it isn't a a main feature necessarily but it is this like just pull that's kind of uh working behind the scenes so new moon you know uh new things new starts new ideas um novelty in that way uh new beginnings looking ahead i think it's also you know the new moon we've just begun so there's a whole phase in front of that so that's very future-minded that's someone who's like uh i think more maybe optimistic or future looking as opposed to past or present um which can also lead to people who are kind of like oh well i'll think about that then or there's so much this false idea maybe that there's so much time ahead of us there's all of this available that maybe isn't as present in other moon phases um but in the new moon it's very like one of the videos I watched, they were like, it's a big, uh, like fool in the tarot energy, mm, which is like, totally. you're starting off and it's the beginning, but you might be stepping off a fucking mountain. Right. And we don't know. It's again, yeah. it's dark. It's like, I want to do something new and big, but sometimes it's like, what? Like, what does that yes. mean? Which can feel intimidating. I love the fool too, because it's zero. Mm-hmm. It feels like an empty circle in a way. Which mm-hmm. kind of what the new moon feels like, even though it's not empty, we just don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. Same as like zero in math. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not actually nothing because there's like negatives and stuff. Yeah. Like in math, not like it when you have apples, but like in actual math. <laughs> but I don't remember. Yes. I love that. I love it. Um, next we go to the crescent moon, which again is waxing from that uh new moon. So we're going the next the next degrees forward. Um, and this is from 45 to 90 degrees, again, from your natal sun. Um, 
So this moon phase, again, we're seeing some of the, we're seeing a little bit of the sliver of the moon, Mm -hmm. um, but we also are not in the totally new phase. We are maybe, I think this speaks to that, like, continued enthusiasm and that continued growing, but there is a little bit of the, like, hey, what are we doing here? Um, We've been here for a while. I'm not sure if I'm seeing, is this moon going to get bigger? Like, I don't know. I see. I know you told me that we're like building to this whole big full moon thing, but I am only seeing this little thing and I'm not sure what that's like. So I think these are people that also um, want a little more, aren't necessarily sold on the idea. They want to see a little bit more of the plans. They want to know, they want you to give a presentation and a, a, a pitch a little bit, give us some samples, some, let's get a little bit of an idea of what we're building to. Yeah, there's like proof of life again. Like there's like, like, it's not just this empty, what is this, um, you know, magic trick of sorts that we see with a new moon, which is like very trippy that the moon can just kind of start over and and disappear. Now we're like, oh, okay, we're, we're back. And we're, we're seeing, we have some light, not that much, but like, maybe we, it feels like it just wants to continue and go. And where I think new moon can maybe live in the idea phase this wants like what you're saying maybe a little more tangible proof or act or like let's let's get this shit rolling um some websites i was looking at were like astrograph.com and liveabout.com which liveabout.com also has like an article about each one of these things if you really want to dig into your own moon phase that you were born during um but i love that you know these are also marked with like these kind of seasonal festivities and things and so this was really saying about the initiative like like now let's begin like new moon is like let's start and now this is like yes let's so when's our first meeting you know like so when are we when are we doing some stuff yes Um, and thinking about these sorry i was thinking about these in terms of both our natal placements our progressed placements but also in terms of working with moon mm -hmm. phases if Mm -hmm. we are wanting to add uh like some more context and maybe some more day-to-day things to our rituals and intentions and things following this cycle in terms of when, you know, again, new moon, we set the intention waxing crescent is when we maybe make, start sending out those emails around Mm -hmm. that thing or start, uh, you know, actually going to the class or whatever it is. Lisa, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I have a crescent uh, waxing moon and one of the websites I looked at was called kellyastrology.com and they describe the um, the process as germination sprouting and when the seed begins to put its feelers out into the world and grow out of the sand Ooh. a little bit and I for some reason like for me, I, I love those videos where it like cuts it in half, even if it's like mm-hmm. doctor, like even if it's like all um, CGI or whatever, where it shows like a plant growing. The process. I, I've like always like loved seeing that. So to me, that really uh, hit for where I'm like, oh, this is this is really cool. Like that's that part where we're just like kind of growing under the thing, and no one's really seen the flower yet. We're not like the flower is not out. But there's like some underground stuff happening that's waiting to make that happen. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes so much sense, I think, to knowing you and working with you that you are someone who's very good at um, being like, okay, here's the idea. And what are the like foundational things that we have to kind of take care of that are less 
that are in support of the idea and also the way to like help this actually happen. Well, it's like, it's, yeah, but we have to like, why actually... I've wanted always to write for TV and never to star, you know? That's, it's like the how do we actually make this happen? It's like by making the charts, by making the lists, by doing these things and making sure that those things get done. But I will star in your TV show if you <laughs> because I love money. Hell yeah. Now I'm just um, thinking of us as our moon phases and it's like pretty on brand. Now like the more I'm thinking about like the symbology. And again, we can contain multitudes and, and channel any of these moon feelings, but it's like, oh, like I see this for, for us in particular. Um, if people yes. listen to this, it feels like it's just the three of us. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have the first quarter moon, which is 90 degrees to 135 degrees waxing. Again, that's progressing forward. Um, this is, yeah, again, we're at our first quarter moon here, so we're seeing a substantial, you know, in comparison to the new moon, a substantial amount of the bright moon here in this instance, but we're also maybe seeing, you know, again, thinking about the moon and in terms of shining light on information on, on uh, like visibility sort of things too. This is where we are also starting to maybe see some problems happening. This is where we're seeing some obstacles to overcome. We're getting a little more realistic view this is less idea and more like actual coming to fruition so like we're you know i'm working with someone who does some design stuff so this is like we're getting the sample back and we're realizing this color doesn't actually look like it did when we looked at it on a computer screen and now we might have to pick a different color for this thing so i think this is someone who is also like wanting to make sure that the plans happen the way that you want them to happen and that things are actually coming out in the way that you intended them to to be so this is more of the like we need a result we need uh not not only to like continue the enthusiasm forward but also like let's be realistic about what we're what we're seeing too Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's like now it's happening so if things are happening we need to like say yes and no and to make decisions and to like redirect before it's too late and before you know we're at the full process and then we go that wasn't what I wanted it's like well this is you know you don't design something without getting a version one and a first pass and then you go no move this over here and do this over there so I think this is again that good check-in that it's not that it's about changing our mind but it's about solidifying where we want our minds to go or where we want our ideas to go and what we're what we're even working at here. So I think this, if you're born in this moon phase, or this is like, you know, what we're going through, I think this could be like that decision-making person that does say like, yeah, this is what is up. Like if people are turning to you during that time, like channel it up, like go for it. Like, yes or no. Do you like this? Is this cool? Is this like pretty pink or purple? Like it's like, okay, pink. (laughs) And I think it's also that reminder that we do have, while we do have some, brightness here there is still a level of unknown so it is that kind of mix of like well here's you have to just make the decision going off of the the most information that you have at this point so it does still require us to be somewhat instinctive but also be aware of what we can observe so here making the best decision based on what we have at this point knowing we will get more information um, but also trusting that this information that we have can guide us to making that next step. Mm-hmm. 
Kelly Astrology calls this quarter uh, crisis in action, which I really like the idea because I think that um, a lot of the times when an in-law crisis, I don't want to use it like too literally, but when something happens, you know, the... I, I'm I, for some reason I always just think about breaking glass. I'm always around people breaking glass. But like <laughs> when a glass hits the ground, that's you know new moon. When we're halfway done sweeping it up, that's first quarter. You know, and the, and you know the end result being you buy a new glass or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Um, next we have the gibbous moon. Uh, this is from degrees one thirty five to one eighty waxing away from the sun, growing from the sun. Um, This is when we're almost to that full moon. We're still a little sliver, uh, you know, hidden. We can see it. This is that, like, home stretch. Um, You know, there's still that, like, I think of this, you know, as as a party planning person all the time. This is when it's, like, the party is next weekend. You've bought all of the stuff, (laughs) and you're just, like, we just have to get there, like, I, you know, you have all of the decorations, but you don't know what the Airbnb setup is. And so you've done all of the planning and the excitement, but you're like, you still know there's a part that you like, don't know what's going to happen yet. Cause you're not mm. there yet, mm-hmm. but you also are like, we have all of the stuff. I'm excited. I can see I've, you know, all the packages have arrived. I see what we have all laid out and I can't wait to like put it up, but there still is that level of like, Ooh, I hope I didn't forget anything. We'll see when we get there. but we're close this look at look at everybody the party's happening the reservations are made we're there like oh yeah i love that there's no turning back or if you do this is the point you cannot get your deposit back we're within the we're within the thing you've spent the money it's there like now we're gonna have to figure out what what this is once we get there mm-hmm. yeah that's like such a like a release i mean it's because it's almost the release of the full moon but there's still that like yeah, that like anticipation and excitement and um, astrograph, the word for this is perfection. So I think it is like we're doing as much um, perfecting and, uh, you know, tweaking and detail checking and all that stuff that we can do before we release our baby into the wild. And we don't know what the event will be like. And there will be chance and there will be unknowns. Um, but that's also the fun part, too. So it's it's as much light as you can get before. It's showtime. Like, this is, like, the tech rehearsal, like, the closest to the actual event before it's, you know, then you have the unknown aspects the of actual, the world. Yes, the actual thing. But that I love that as, like, the this is final rehearsals, mm-hmm. all of the things. Because there still are things that you learn in that where it's like, oh, we might have to adjust this this costume, mm-hmm. you know, but also you're you're performing at a somewhat of a different level because the audience isn't there yet Mm -hmm. so you can you're learning everything you can possibly know without this one major indeterminate like unknown factor that you don't know how that's going to change things Mm -hmm. well i like your um party analogy because i the one that kelly astrology uses is fruit fruit forms like buds form fruit grows or whatever and I mean, for me, I'm like, oh, well, we're at the end result. But I like this idea of, well, you don't know if it's going to get eaten by bugs. You don't know if it's going to taste right or if it's going to, you know, shrivel on the vine. Maybe it won't get enough water. Mm-hmm. So I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The forming isn't mean it's ripe yet. 
Right, like that's the next step in her. Mm-hmm. Oh, honey, that's the next step. Let's well, get then that we juice. get to that full moon, which again, I think it's important for to us to remember, just like in the tarot journey and any of these things, like the fullness thing is not the end. That's the middle. It's the middle of the, it's when the sun and moon are in exactly the opposite places is 180 degrees to 135 degrees waning now because we're now begun we hit our like fullness point but now we're in our 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 journey back towards new moon um so this you know this is then when we have a full picture this is the big show everything's happening we're performing though all the lights are there the audience is there it's all coming to a head but this is also i like that idea of like it being a show where like if something goes wrong during the show you can't be like stop we need to fix this you have to adjust <laughs> in the moment if you, you see forget it. a line yeah if you forget a line you have to improv and see if the audience notices or whatever but it is still this very um the full i think this is when we're in the experience of it as opposed to what we'll talk about next which is when you like get the reviews back from your performance or something where it's like damn you know you've given the presentation there's a there is a relief because all of your hard work has led up to this and you finally have put it out and there is that that surrender in the sense that like now it's not your your job to do anything with it but that does not necessarily mean it's done Right. It just means that part of the experience is over. And now we go into this next waning phase. And full moon. I, I feel like I'm surrounded by full moon people um, or like full moon phase people in my in my life. And there was on Astrograph, too, that was just talking about like that just undeniable clarity versus just the unknown, which can be the new moon. Like when you start something new, it's like, what the fuck is going to happen? And a full moon's like here you can see it all like you can see everything flaws pros cons what have you so i think that can be very like realistic in a lot of ways like it's mm-hmm. just like this is what it is. this is what we're seeing well and some um one of the things that Stephen force brought up with all of these phases is kind of like in a general um waxing versus waning sense is that waxing energy is very kind of like forward moving and i think full still being like the culmination of that and it is very much like direct direct in the sense that it's like what you see is what you get it's on display right here is that thing and even new is like well we're moving toward like we're we're moving towards this thing whereas the waning i think we start now getting a little more not internal but it is more reflective on where we've come from Mm. as opposed to where we're going or where we are Yes. I think too, when we're seeing fully ripe fruit or completed projects or the the show, I think a lot of the time it is about knowing what has come before and what we've built. And, and a lot of times we'll say things like, oh, wow, that really came out good for how long we had to do it. Mm-hmm. Or uh, that, you know, maybe we could have improved if we had uh, another week or whatever, where I think we, we we do kind of have an understanding of, oh, well, this is what we've accomplished and what it looks like. And maybe it could have been different or would be if we did it a different way next time. Mm-hmm. So after the full moon, we come next to the disseminating moon, which is the waning uh, gibbous Uh this is from 135 degrees waning to 90 degrees waning. So this is going from the sun in the opposite direction that we've been going behind the, you know, 
the opposite way on the Zodiac wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think this is like the, the performance reviews are coming in. This is when we've, <laughs> we've seen everything and now we're going, oh, okay, like, do we want to keep putting, do we want to do this show again? Or where do we improve from this thing? Now that I've seen everything that we have, what's, what do I need to feel about that one? And also what do I need to kind of start again? We're starting to see this shadow come over the moon what do i need to get rid of what needs to go mm-hmm. um, what what has reached you know again a, a fruit once you pick it off of a thing you can't put it back on you can't put it back on where it came from do you have time so, to eat it yes. like is so it gonna rot also, do we freeze it <laughs> yeah it's also that thing of like okay well i've picked this Ooh, it's not ripe yet now what is this just gone or can i figure out something to do with this what am i doing going forward how do i make use of this mm. the astrograph like key words for it said sharing so i think that yeah. does make sense of like once you've done you know your first off broadway show then it's like okay are we taking that like where do we go now with what we have where where what are we going to do and function with this so i think this is like i mean disseminating sounds like what it is too it's very like hmm let's think and disseminate this information and where like what what's next what, what's the purpose of all of this like what we've done it now what now we're back well, to this it, thinking i love it thinking about a plant too or a fruit uh, the fruit analogy because it is like a fruit is itself is in and of itself until it can be eaten and then it can't be like you can't do anything with it until it's able to be shared you know and then you well, can make different food or you can do these things but like up until then it's like a fruit on a on a vine instead of in your arsenal well i love the uh analogy that kelly astrology does as well because she's talking about the fruit as though no one's going to eat it so it's falling off the tree and the seeds are going to drop into the ground in order to you know obviously continue the next plant or continue the cycle but it's not the part where you know we're not back at planting the seeds it's just the part where it's dropping the flowers are fading love it uh next we come to our last quarter moon this is waning from 90 degrees to 45 degrees um and you know this is the part where we're again we're we're getting more less brightness on the moon we're seeing that we are getting closer to this new moon again sort of thing so it is like Again, I like this picking picking of the fruit thing. You know, once it's picked off of that thing, the the time you have to kind of make a decision about what you're going to do with it uh, is is upon you. You can't make you only have so many strawberries. You can make multiple things, but do you want to make thirty strawberry pies or do you want to make a bunch of different things with it? And decisions have to be made and resources allocated in that way. Um, so I think it's about like seeing seeing there is a lim- a more limited amount of time. This isn't uh you know our our disseminating moon which is mostly full still with a little bit of time encroaching. This is okay, I see time moving and we do need to start making some some calls because pretty soon these won't be available to me anymore. So I think this might be someone too that is um not uh what's the word 
not not like limited, but it is that idea where it's like, hey, we don't time is not unlimited. It is of the essence. So let's uh, you know, let's let's move it. Let's not mm-hmm. be let's see and let's work with what we have instead of always looking to this new next thing. What do we what do we have available and how do we make use of that? Galilee astrology um, describes this phrase as crisis in consciousness, uh, this phase, Um, and and kind of the idea of reevaluating the old against custom or philosophy or, you know, social systems. Mm -hmm. I guess it also is starting to see to let, you know, with more of the shadow in there that it is, okay, we're coming up on this new moon. It is also thinking what what's next but not in the like unlimited possibility way it's like oh we're gonna have to do this again what have we learned from this do we want to do this again uh how like how do we does it align with my values and how put it next time Mm -hmm. yes exactly so we are thinking we are thinking future-minded but as it pertains to the past instead of open possibility in a new moon well it's like i did all this work i put on the show i then preserved all the leftover strawberries and do i even like these fucking strawberries like do i is this does this align like what you're saying of the align with beliefs i think there was a lot of what i was seeing about this phase can feel like um it felt like very activist-y in a lot of ways of like, are these, did all that work? And it's not, you know, you're not a bummer if you point out that things don't work or that things are, you know, broken. I think, you know, we're all learning that lesson here in the now of society. So I think this moon, like, will say a lot of words like decline and things like that and like changing shit. And it's, I think you could, you know, from like a not positive mental attitude, it could feel really like downer, but on, a, on my positive mental attitude flip, it feels very like someone needs to say this shit. Like someone needs, before we start again, do we like any of this stuff? Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of power in that. Well, we need, you need all of them and you see it, especially yeah. when we're thinking about it in a term, in terms of a, a plant cycle, something that can be maybe a little more removed from our like emotional attachments to these things, or even, you know, my favorite analogy always is closet stuff where it's like you your closet is the same space so you can't you can keep stuff and stuff in your closet if you want but eventually you're not gonna be able to get to your clothes you're gonna have to pull through a bunch of stuff if we aren't doing an editing portion of these things too so it's not it's maybe not as like fun and exciting as the new the new clothes shopping but you have to do all of these things in order to to experience to in order to have a functional closet mm-hmm. um our final stage before we get back to our new moon is the balsamic moon as we said the tastiest cycle <laughs> um, this is from 45 degrees waning to zero degrees um and this is a time when we are again we know that this new moon is upon us this is a very reflective um about like uh reevaluating kind of stage this has very kind of retrograde vibes to me where it's like we know we haven't started the new thing but we know that that old we know we are there is like the 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 remnant the memory of the full moon that came before but we are closer to the new thing than we are to the old thing and we know that once we start a new thing a full moon is coming again but it is it is time to start the new thing. So there is, I think that like 
not mourning necessarily, but it is that like we got to let go of stuff because we're starting a new project. We are, we can remember that thing. Um, but, but it's time to, to get ready for this next new thing, which is, uh, lightless. Like it's, it's mostly shadow and kind of unknown. And, and I think sometimes still having that glimmer of what came before can make us feel like there is something that we can still hold on to, even though we know the next phase, we're still a while from that next full moon. Mm-hmm. It's not, we're not being asked to keep looking at that bright spot. We're being asked to look forward into the darkest spot before the dawn kind of thing. Hell yeah. I like it as um Sure. Where it's like it means like a, a period or like a breath. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean like uh it's in between, but it's kind of that like calm, beautiful in between. Mm-hmm. Or w- when they tell you to focus on those spaces in between breath too, where it's like you're not you're not gasping for breath, but you've noticed the end of the inhale before the exhale or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that. Seeing a lot of it written about the end time, that time to reflect that, you know, it's before the, it's before the next big game or what have you, that time where you're processing. And then thinking like, I think this is what really sparked my interest too of these moon phases. Cause like having a balsamic moon, but having an Aries moon. So I need time to like, take a breath and process but i have a moon that isn't is that what you think of when you think of an aries moon absolutely not it's it's a moon that's gonna go so i think again knowing what our phase is with our moon can just give give a lot of insight and um i looked at kelly astrology too and i like what she wrote about just moon phases in general being this celestial pulse like what kind of energy that moon phase is having and also talking about it in linking moon phases with reincarnation because i was just talking about reincarnation last night and i absolutely like loathe the idea of being reincarnated in any way shape or form and i feel like that really relates to like the balsamic boom where i'm like no just like it's over like let's just call it if this is it i'm totally cool with that like i don't want to be like a butterfly or a turd or anything like i just want this to be the last show and I'm I'm curious how you guys feel about reincarnation in terms of your moon phase um I can't remember if I've talked about this on or not on on the podcast or not I am very I believe in reincarnation and I also believe that, that like there's no way for us to know or it's like very unknowable and maybe not even helpful for us to know necessarily but I do have opinions about I do think I am either on a first lifetime or a last lifetime uh-huh. I used to I used to be decidedly last but I do think there are some things that I've learned that I'm like oh maybe I'm maybe I'm a first I mean or like new a moon. very early new which moon, new moon new moon would 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 speak to that um but i do think there is um i don't necessarily feel um the way i don't want to say the weight of the karma or something but that's what i mean where it's like there it, there does feel something liberating about this lifetime that feels like a last lifetime where it's like i you can't be worried about that it's this is a new a new you finished that or something yeah i don't know okay okay 
I love reincarnation. I think it's such a fun conversation. I like to, I was just talking about this on another podcast, but one of my favorite things and one of the reasons I really love animals and, and pets and things like that is that when I look at them, I like to think about what they see when they look at me. Mm. And that's like very different from like Delhi from like an elephant. Right. So Mm -hmm. like, I think that's why zoos are really hard for me, but also kind of beautiful where it's like, you're like, you're seeing this little thing as an elephant, but you're also like seeing it through a fence or whatever. So I love the idea of the perspective shift and the idea that you could come back into this world and have a different lens for life. I think that's what makes me more compassionate mm-hmm. because I, I think I'm, I can be a little hard otherwise. If I, if I think about just my own point of view, I can be kind of bitchy and selfish and like, and, and we need those things too, like creating boundaries and, and things like that. But um, I don't know if I think I've done some like past life regression stuff in, um, in like meditations and things. And I've had a few uh, kind of things come up that don't feel necessarily like fully formed mm-hmm. or like I know exactly what this is. Um, so I don't know exactly where I come from or where I think I'm going, which I guess is kind of similar to waxing crescent it's so early on in the growth well, spurt phase yeah. i it's funny because hearing you talk about it, i was like i've had a lot of past life uh not a lot but i've had like two past life regression therapy sessions i'm like very it feels very um non-negotiable where it's just like yeah of course we do we can't explain it i don't know what it is but like yeah i fully i'm fully on board i fully cannot say why it is or i don't i don't like it when people are like oh i must have been this in a past life because it's like i don't think that's necessarily how it works but yeah full full on i i like to think (laughs) about it i don't know if i necessarily believe that there's anything you know i i don't it's hard for me to say like I this is my thing I fully believe in it or I trust that when I die this or that when someone else dies they'll come to me in whatever way mm-hmm. I like to think about it I it, it's yes. inspiring to me I guess when I think of like reincarnation it's hard for me not and maybe this is the Aries moon of it too and also the balsamic like just please end me is like I keep thinking oh no is Stevie as a thirty something year old in Los Angeles gonna be in the eyes of a bug but it's like that's not probably what that would be but i think it feels like it's like more like oh my soul that is used to being in this form being stuck in a form that is very foreign to it and not like how do you pee as a bug like i have like then i have like oh my god how do you know it but you did that as an adult you i mean as a child you (laughs) learn learn how to be as a human i'm still learning baby yeah i I think it's less hopefully less about that and more about what lessons you know yeah what things what things we get to take and what things we don't i think your explanation of it fully fits with your moon phase because it is still that like remnant of the one thing to like uh, it's still like oh well this is a new thing and there's gonna be all these other things but like the same old problems where it's like nah man like that's that's I guess my I guess mine does feel very new moon where I'm just like it's none of our fucking business you're not gonna have to worry about it so don't worry like there's nothing to even prep or plan and also thinking too of like 
being such I'm such a planner. This is why also this year slash Uranus and Taurus slash all the things has felt extra hard. I am like I am a person that brings a portable phone charger and an extra jacket and like all of, like I've I feel like I've lived 800 lives. So I know like it feels like the end. <laughs> like it feels like I how can there be more? Like I've definitely been a nurse in Pearl Harbor. I think I've talked to you guys about this. Like I've had vivid dreams of that. Um so I don't, oh, I should find like a good past life regression person. I'd be, I'm, I'm up. That's yeah. I'm curious. Well, that, now. But that's what I'm I mean, a little more curious. Like, all of the things, all of the things of working through it, I think are still applied through our like current thought process and current brain and stuff. So I think if it does help you feel connected or relief or something like that, then use it. Do I think that that's necessarily the actual past lives coming through? I don't know because I'm still experiencing it as Julia in this life and all that. And I think it's impossible to separate them from that thing. So I can't say with any kind of certainty that, yes, I was this thing, you know, but totally. I do think that that it's all of that thing where I'm just like, it's not again. I'm like, none of my business. I'm not going to worry about it. And if it makes you feel good, like if it excites you, absolutely fucking buy in. If it doesn't, Leave it alone. Don't mm -hmm. worry about it because it's not yours to worry about. It'll take care of itself. Also, well, this is a fun, which we talked about like long ago. And I learned this again from my astro cohort. But when you look at even just astro.com or any of your natal chart things, look at your moon because it will be on the waxing or waning crescent side. It will be flipped on which one, which I never fucking noticed until like earlier this year. So. Um, it's present whether we see it or are aware of it or not. The moon phase is definitely casting its, as Kelly Astrology said, celestial pulse, which I absolutely love. I like, I love that as pulse because it is like the the rhythm necessarily. Again, it's not the specific outcomes or specifics like these are the ways that I do this, but it is like the pace at which we do things. So all of your signs and aspects and everything I think are maybe not, I don't want to say more important because I don't want to set up like a hierarchy like that, but it's like, this is kind of your breathing pulse. All of those things are things that we don't think about. Those are like the, I forget what the word is for what kind of muscle and, and thing it is, but it's like, you don't have to remind yourself to breathe. So like so circadian rhythm or something like yeah. that. So it's like, are, how do you, do you pop up in the morning? Do you do these kind like what, what's your natural rhythm? And I think using that as another kind of thing Let's not try to put if you're not a if you're not a pop up in the morning person, don't don't pack your morning with those things. Give yourself a little time to be in your best rhythm because mm. it's it's about figuring out where you are. And again, sometimes sometimes life forces us into rhythms that are not natural to us for periods of time. So we need to take that into account. But it's less to like punish ourselves and more to be aware. Oh, shit. I'm not a morning popper upper, but. Right now, I've been having to do a lot of stuff in the morning. How can I account for that? How do I get my pulse to the rate that it needs to be, uh, you know, in this thing for now? This isn't how I like living all the time, but but this is the phase that I'm in. So how do I contend with that and, and find a way to be still honoring my natural rhythm? Hell yeah. I love it. The rhythm's going to get you, baby. Gloria Stefan. Oh, it does. Can you feel the beat of the month and not? It's so, yes. again, I just love astrology is never ending. Mood, like you could just 
like deep dive into your own personal moon phase and then you start thinking about other people's moon phase it's just like all of it but let it be all of these things again none of this negates any of the other things that you've learned these are all things that build on each other and 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 supplement each other in this way so just something it's interesting to pay attention to that and hopefully it it is empowering and and uh serves you as we said for for highest best and the highest and best uh thank you guys so much for listening we'll see you next week Bye. bye Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at whatsyoursignpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. What's your sign, baby? What's your